Welcome to Pursuing the Rock Podcast, a podcast of Rootville Road Baptist Church. Here we talk all things life, scripture, and ministry. I'm Andrew, the student pastor. And I'm Garrett, the college pastor. And I'm Jason, officially the um, the regular now. Dude, you are the regular. There's no like irregular regular. You are... No, I'm Is this him. two in a row or three in a row? Uh, this is two in a row, number four. Yeah. You're close you're close to have been on being on more podcasts than you've not been on. So that makes you regular. Uh correct. I just had a little bit of a tongue tie stroke. Uh tongue tie. Well, yeah, just a tongue tie, man. Just a tongue tie. But it's good to have it. Yeah. Yeah. It shows that we're all fallen and in need of the Lord's <laughs> grace and help. Yeah. I meant Jason. <laughs> and I said it, and I'm like, ah, oh, it didn't go, and then you took the tongue tie. Well, I mean, yes. even someone who has been called to literally speak in front of people can have speech impediments sometimes. Certainly. Uh, I know uh, Moses. Moses was that way. Yeah. Uh, the real deal, a guy, I cannot remember his name, played football um, in Texas A&M. Or te- I can't remember. He was a quarterback. Now he's a preacher out in Texas. He came to talk Whoa. at one of our churches one time. He has a lisp, hmm. and he calls it out. Or stutters. I'm sorry. He calls it out from the very beginning. He's hilarious. Well, you have to. Like, and he does. Well, if like, you have a stutter, yeah. you have to and call he's, it he's out. He's gotten very good at it, but he does. He holds. Uh, it, it takes a minute, and then he yeah. and he gets through. But he's like, and there's one of those moments, and mm-hmm. people just love it. So you're you're gonna be okay. I was. I'm actually supposed to have a speech impediment. I was supposed to get my tongue clipped as a kid. My mom never would let them do it. That explains so, it. I'm supposed to not like even clip be able, down the middle of it, kind of like one of them snake like things. That little like that little. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to be like a little little Slither. slithery snake. Uh, no, that little little thing that attaches your tongue to the bottom of your mouth. Yeah. I was supposed to have that clip because it's has attached clip. too more too much. Yeah, it's mine's um, there still. It's called tongue tied. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tatum had yeah. hers. Mine's there. Had hers cut. Yeah, they never would. So I thought about just like getting a little pair of scissors and see if uh, it would help. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't do that. I don't, I don't know. Like do, in just regular conversation, do I you get tongue tied a lot? No. We're on air, boys. <laughs> We're on air. <laughs> yeah. Put those scissors it. away. <laughs> and they look just as gross as you can imagine. Mm. Oh, don't clean them. Then I'd have a speech impediment because I'd have infection all in my uh, mouth. Your tongue would fall out and you'd be like, mm. <laughs> uh, The real question is, there's a mint in Jason's coffee cup. I'm assuming because it was an orange one and he didn't like it. No, I liked it, but I was in the microphone just chewing on it. And I didn't want he kind of lied. Yeah, I was like, I'm not swallowing it. That's where speech impediment came from. <laughs> yeah, mine sounded like oh, that. Oh, great. So, uh, so, I got a question for you guys. So, last night we did Christmas with my in-laws and her family because... Mother-in-law is having surgery next week. She's going to be down for the count on Christmas Day, so we went ahead and got knocked out on um, Monday. You had two boxing two references in that: down for the count and knocked out, all in the same. Dude, yeah, I mean, I was. I'm, I'm getting into boxing. You didn't know? That's pretty impressive. <laughs> that you kidding. picked up on that because I did. Yeah, I know. That's good. Uh, so we did that last night, which is really awkward. Just like having Christmas on a random Monday, really weird. First time that's ever happened. Uh, but sorry if you're listening to this, in-laws. Well, I mean, it was for a good reason. It was <laughs> for did, a good reason. You did use the term knocked out. Like, we're going to be getting this out of the way. Uh, yeah. That's not anyway. how you meant it, though. Okay, so that's not even the point. All right, so the point is, I got a question for you guys. All right, because her family and my family do things very differently when it's opening, like when it comes to opening Christmas gifts. Uh-huh. My family, like, we, we each individually take turns opening uh-huh. a gift at a time, watching... And like to see reaction, take pictures, and then when we're done, we like ball up our wrapping paper, toss it to my dad or myself, Very put clean. it in the trash can or oh, trash bag. That's ridiculous. So when we're done, like it's pretty, so you guys do it a terrible way, but yeah. continue. So <laughs> like, so like it's 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 still a mess when we get done, but it's less of a mess. Well, so I've been me and Brittany have been together for I guess 
This is our 18, 19, 20, 20, 20. This is our fifth Christmas together, okay? So five years ago, I get to their house expecting that everyone does Christmas this way. Oh, not the case. They all, in one big chaotic mess, open all their gifts at one time together and just throw all the trash into the middle of the room where you can't even see the floor when it's done. Yeah. And then at the end, we clean up everything at one time. So, like, like, what's the right way? That's certainly the way I have always done really? it. Really? The... The the slow everybody look at this one person the awkwardness of that oh they don't like this but they're acting right now that they like the that's the part Hate. I don't like that yeah see I, I would agree if it was it was like with people that didn't know you or like you weren't close with but we're talking about like our family here yeah. I'm a big trash guy in the um, middle okay. so pile that I'll, thing up I'm cool with that I, carnage I, let's see it happen all at the same time I was uh, an only child I had a half brother and sister or I have a half brother and sister they just never live with me so. All my Christmases, it was always like that with me. It was like, hey, let's see him open presents. Absolutely loathed it. My mother, who is, uh, she will listen to this, so she will laugh. But uh, it's it's very clean. My grandmother's very clean, so that's how it was. It was always throw it in a bag right after. Uh, my granddad used to cut it with a pocket knife and reuse it. The wrapping paper. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've, heard, I've heard my great aunt said that. Is this working? I think so. It <laughs> just looks really weird. It looks like it's got that three right there. But the... Sound waves are there. So, anyways, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but then on the inverse of that, now that I've got a gajillion kids, um, <laughs> it is absolute chaos, and I love it. Yeah, that's cool because stuff everywhere. Yeah. And then at the end, I'm you know I'm I'm the dad, so I'm griping as I pick up something. You know, just pick up everything. Yeah. Yes. So, and then, like, my family, we save Christmas boxes, too. Like, we didn't save wrapping paper, but, yeah. like, we, we save boxes, Bags. and then they just got stacked in the basement, and we reused them every year. Brittany's family, not that way. All the boxes get torn up and thrown in the trash after it's over. Yeah, And they I mean, buy new boxes every year. Right, but that's not that. But they're, like, $3 for, like, yeah. four. But a lot of stuff and comes actually they in buy, boxes. they buy the boxes the day after Christmas when they go on sale for the next year. See? Smart. So, it is smart. So, so like, but in, hold on. What? Just, why don't you just keep the old ones in because you're going to keep them all year at some point you box yourself in <laughs> you wow, got boxed. that was a good one dad <laughs> uh, yes. yeah so I was just wondering so I came around to the I came around to the just mass yeah. chaotic but here's one like counterpoint to that like one man doing it slower like kind of like savors the moment a little bit where you get That's to actually true. enjoy it a little bit longer mm-hmm. sure uh, you get some you get to actually conversate about your gift like man thank you so much uh, there's something about it just being a little bit more appreciative and like having the time to recognize who gave it to you but I do agree I would the, agree with that in the wrong that. setting it could be a little awkward like you know that TikTok or that video or whatever came out with a kid getting an avocado over Christmas he says oh wow it's an avocado <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sometimes when you open a gift, you feel like that kid yeah. with oh, what dude, you're getting. Right. I've been um, that kid. Even, even with something that you need. All right. So like last night, my in-laws got me some socks. Ooh. I need I need some socks. socks. I'm very thankful for those socks because like I don't want to have to go buy my own socks. Are they fun socks or like? Like Dickie's boot socks. Oh, like, I got this yeah. on right dude, now. Black that ones? is the fun uh, sock. Oh, no. I don't have those. I wore them yesterday, though. But mm. like some of them, you know, they started to get faded and torn a little bit. So like, I really mm. needed that. Really thankful for that. But like you can only be so excited when you if open. If they legitimately got you an avocado. What? It's the healthy If they got you an avocado, you would be like, oh, thanks. thanks. I mean, you yeah. would feel that kid. So like all as a kid, I battled like. like <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about, to be honest. But as a kid, I always battled like, do you act as excited about every gift or is it okay to be less excited no. about some gifts? No, no. 
You act excited. I know, but then it feels I feel fake. Well, I think that's why that's opening all it. of them at the same time, everybody's focused on their own presence. They have no idea what you like or not. And at the end, you're just like, oh, thank you so much for everything. Yeah, I guess so. And then go get the breakfast casserole. My parents would always make you two at the end to go around and hug everybody and mm. say thank you. And I, I don't know why as a kid it just it, I loathed doing that. But it <laughs> eventually, eventually, I don't want to tell them thank you. Well, no, no, it's just, it was so you. weird. I just don't, I don't, I didn't. But now as an adult, obviously, I, you know, you get over that. But it was always the weirdest thing. I'm like, thank you so much for my. Four dollar flashlight <laughs> that um, didn't come with batteries. Uh, yeah, so but no, batteries going to cost bring, more than the flashlights. <laughs> yeah, you bring up a good point. Uh, yeah, oh, it's gosh. it's fun though. It's like uh, the Christmas story. Yeah, papers everywhere and love it. That's I love stuff like that where you can't even walk through our living yeah, room. Yeah, it's so deep that you could just about immerse yourself in it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Man, way to turn the table. And nothing like, and nothing like, uh, nothing says Jesus like wrapping paper and. You know, <laughs> it reminds just... me of his the, the cloak that he was buried in. Well, <laughs> so, speaking of immersion, well, so so like, here's what I want to do. Like, I want to see like, what are the students and what are the listeners like? How does the Christmas go in their mm-hmm. house? So maybe we'll throw a poll on Instagram, and we want to know how you. Do Christmas? How? What is your Christmas tradition? Do you open them slow, methodical, one at a time? We do youngest to oldest uh, in our family, or do you just massively, chaotically, just throw wrapping paper and boxes everywhere to get mm-hmm. to your present? I want to know. So, go answer the poll when you listen to this. <coughs> Whoa! Wow, dude, I'm excited. Cool. All right. So, what do we got today? AQT. Aquit. Man, we got baptism. baptism. This is Article Eight. Seven, seven. Mm-hmm. That we should... never, we never. Every time we said the article, we've gotten it wrong. No one knows where to find this because we always misstate the article. Article seven. It's technically two things: baptism and the Lord's Supper. We're just tackling baptism today. We're going to immerse ourselves into this once again. All right. So here's what we got: Article seven, baptism and the Lord's Supper. Jason, will you use your manly voice <coughs> to to read this? Sure, I'd love to. Um, Christian baptism is the immersion of a believer in water in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is an act of obedience symbolizing the fa- uh, the believer's faith in a crucified, buried, and risen Savior. The believer's death to sin, the burial of the old life, and the resurrection to walk in newness of life in Christ Jesus. It is a testimony to his faith in the final resurrection of the dead. Being a church ordinance, it is prerequisite to the privileges of church membership and to the Lord's Supper. Boom. So did you pay, Did you only paste half of it in this article? Uh-huh, yeah, there's okay. the rest of it. Okay, I was about to say, <laughs> There man, is more. Man, that really shafted the Lord's Supper. <laughs> He's just supposed to be yeah, together. There's more. There's okay, more. Okay. To be continued. Yeah. Perfect. So baptism, man. So, uh, I mean, we're named after baptism. We're, we are the Baptist. We're the Baptist. Man, so baptism's a big deal. Um, I, I read an article today um, that I sent to you guys from Crossway. It says, uh, do we under... Uh, value. Value, yeah. Do we undervalue baptism in the church? And so uh, it was It was a great article to read to kind of put into perspective. Do we, as Baptists, uh, do we put a, a big enough stamp of importance on on baptism. So, um, let's talk through it. Like what is baptism? Uh, what does it signify? What does it mean? Why should we do it? Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. And yeah. I think the article addresses a lot of this. Mm-hmm. 
I think one of the biggest things about baptism is <clears throat> is is that it is uh, what it says. It's being immersed underwater. I think the Greek word is baptizo, which literally means to be immersed. So as Baptists, we say that you have to be fully submerged underwater. Uh, not for spring, how long? Uh, just depends. Mm. Usually ten minutes or so. <laughs> that imagine? one lady in our church, you about drowned her. So yeah. that was uh, probably a little too long. She's it, extra baptized. Is it different? Did that? That was funny. Okay, in a good way. And not, nobody really picked up on it except for like us, right? But like, uh, that was really cool. That uh, number one, you get to do that. What an honor. Yes. No, seriously. Like, I, was this the elderly lady? This yes. is the elderly lady. So I yeah. got. So Andrew's first baptism. He's baptizing a student. Well, not only is a student getting baptized this morning, but a, an elderly lady in our church is also getting baptized. And so our pastor asked uh, Andrew if he could go ahead and do that one as well. So Depends Andrew, there. so Andrew had Andrew had some nerves going on, which I understand. I haven't I haven't done it yet, and so like, I can't I can't harp too much. But man, it is funny. Yeah. It's not, it's not so, something you practice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so Andrew gets up in the baptistry. And uh, this elderly lady walks down in there. Well, Andrew puts the handkerchief over her face a little bit too early. And so so it looked like he was, like, suffocating her before he immersed her. And then he he, he dunks her, holds her over under for, for quite a few seconds, and then raises her up because he had forgotten to say what he was supposed to before he's immersed her so he had to hold her there for a minute until he got out what he was supposed to say I was wondering why she was gasping for air when she came the whole choir so quick she's kicking and flailing trying to trying to get out from underneath the water or maybe I feel like this is over dramatized I'm sorry it is over dramatized I had to be held down a little longer a lot of sin okay I literally was looking let that water get real deep I was there so long I opened my eyes to see is this is this where it all comes down Peter yeah like hey uh, I'm literally going to meet Jesus right here. Oh. Yeah, but uh, All right, so that's no. a funny story. Funny story about Andrew's first baptism. So I'm sure whenever I do my first baptism, there's going to be a funny you, story. You, better be flawless. you know what I, know. I want? I'm praying that it goes really well. No, you're not. No, yeah. you're not. I want you. You're to go hoping really and well. praying that you can come here. I want come you to be here. confident in what you're doing, man, because I love you as a friend. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> But so really, all that to drum. say, we believe as Baptists that you're to be dunked underwater. We believe that Jesus' baptism was a picture of it. Well, mm-hmm. What we do, we do because we see that Jesus did it himself physically at the beginning of his ministry. The Father came down and approved of it. The Spirit mm. descended on him like a dove. Um, and he commands us too as he leaves the earth to go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, we're, we are immersed. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, so no, no sprinkling, no... Uh, uh, I mean, it's full right. immersion. You are to be fully yeah. immersed in the water sure. uh, for baptism to be a picture yeah. of what the Bible says, right? And so so we see the picture of how it's supposed to happen. So then, so like, what does baptism do? Okay, so there's some differences across different denominations uh, and who would classify themselves mm-hmm. as Christians on what baptism actually yeah. does, right? Uh, and so as Baptists, according to the scriptures, we don't believe that baptism has any salvific work, right? And so uh, Jason made the joke while ago that he had to be held underneath longer because of the a sin in his life. No, real it was funny, just, Jason. Yeah, real, real funny, funny. Real and real anti-biblical. <clears throat> real no, I'm just kidding. But like, 
sal- or baptism has no salvific or cleansing no. meaning, right? We're not cleansed of our sin through baptism. No, we're cleansed through salvation, through the just or through the regeneration and through justification of of Jesus, right? And so uh, we don't believe that it does any salvific work, but rather is a representation of what has happened to our heart and to our life through salvation, right? Mm-hmm. It's this picture of us going from death to life, right? To to the congregation, to the church, and to the outside world to see that we have been made new. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's reflected in the language that most pastors use when they yeah. do baptize somebody right uh buried to life in the uh buried uh buried with christ in the likeness of his death raised to walk in the newness of life mm-hmm. right uh, we believe that salvation is the complete putting off of the old self and putting on of the new self we are given a new heart and a, a new life mm-hmm. right and so <laughs> baptism is a, a picture of that we are buried with christ old is gone done away with and the new is has has come so um and baptism is is a is an outward appearance of that yeah i think um i i agree completely you know i when i was nine again that's the magic number like even reading this article that guy was nine uh levi i was nine again yeah like it's it's i don't know Okay. Ooh, Late bloomer. So, man, and, and that's <laughs> okay. I was wondering why he was less mature than us spiritually. That's okay. That's all right. Um, yeah. So, but it's, it's, it's seriously though, wow. like, so I was baptized then again to show everybody. And again, uh, when I tell these stories about when I was saved, like the most awesome part of it was when I went down front. I don't remember coming out of the pew. I don't remember how I got down front. I just remember I was. Spirit I felt, carried you. I felt like that because seriously, you, you, there is no doubt when you're saved, there's never a question of, did I really do it right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I got baptized then. And then at 33 years old, um, that I was, I was in a road at a place in my life. I was like, I want, you don't have to do this. I'm not saying this at all, mm-hmm. but I was like, I, I want to be cleansed. And again, just show an outward of, Hey, this is where mm-hmm. I want to be. Yeah. Um, and I do, uh, I think you asked this earlier, do we, does it get kind of no point in, no pun intended watered down? Mm. You know, mm. are we watering baptism down? Because yeah. Garrett and I were talking about this earlier, but I think if anything in the church that we do regularly has a and mm. not, not baptism because that's not every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, some churches do, and that's not wrong. But it's something we've seen happen in the church since the time we were kids. So in a, in a lot of ways, it is a regular thing, right? Yeah. yeah. So like uh, we, we'll get into the Lord's Supper later, but. Um, do people take it as serious? Like I, I notice when people get saved at our church, like when they come down front, we erupt. Like mm-hmm. it's a big deal. We ought to be throwing a party because now we know another one is for the good army. Um, but is it something like, I think we, at our church again, I'm drinking the, the Rootville Road Kool-Aid, so to speak, but I, it's, it's uh, you know, good stuff. And um, we do it, is it once a quarter? Uh, what? Baptism. Oh, it's. It's just, just it, kind of who. When yeah. somebody's ready, we're ready, kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. So I, I, I don't think that we water it down. I think y'all do a good job, and Pastor Stephen does a great job of slowing down, taking the time to explain yeah. what we're doing. And it's not just take a number, get everybody through, and move sure. on. Yeah. Um, so, But I do think it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you mentioned earlier not sprinkling. Um, Mallory and I have talked about that a lot. Again, she grew up Episcopalian. Uh, you know, uh, as a baby, she was sprinkled, you know, mm-hmm. but she still, as a believer, was baptized at order. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, we don't need to water it down. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's a big deal. If Jesus did it, there's obviously a significance yeah, to right. it. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple things there. 
you almost got to think, uh, one, it is a big deal, like you just said. And so even, so just speaking for me, like whenever I'm going to baptize somebody or somebody shows a desire to be baptized, I want them to understand it mm-hmm. because if they're not ready to envelop what it means to be baptized, then I don't want them to do it. Right. I don't want that on me and I don't want that on, on them. I don't want them, you know, four baptisms later to say, all right, I finally mean it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I want to make sure that they understand all the things Garrett just told us, you know, that it is a that it is a picture of what has happened to you on the inside. It is for the church to hold you accountable to you know your faith. Mm-hmm. It's it's all of these things. It is me saying, "Hey, I'm I'm I want the church to know. Here's what Jesus is doing and has done in me. Now, will you help me remain accountable to that?" That's right. So so it is a big deal, and we and we want to make sure that it is um, to the extent that it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like one thing, one thing I think the Baptist faith and message. One word I think the Baptist faith and message even leaves out is uh, the act of covenant uh, mm-hmm. that comes with. Baptism, right? Baptism is a covenant. I, I may have missed it, but I don't. I don't see the word used in in the. It just talks there. about church membership. Yeah, it talks about yeah. church membership, but like, man, it is a. This is a covenant thing. You are being baptized into the church, into church membership, so that um, you can be held responsible or accountable, and you can hold others accountable with their walk of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's it's this union. It's a, a marriage type picture. Uh, of of the the new member of the body of Christ coming into the membership of the local yeah. church, um, and so that's a a thing that's to be taken seriously, right? Um, just as if you know your wedding, like we were talking about getting married earlier, we got a wedding this weekend. I mean, like that's something that's taken very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's planned for months and months ahead of time, and everyone comes and it's a celebratory thing of two uh, a man and a woman coming together to to be in a covenant marriage together, right? That's how we should view baptism in a lot of ways. It should be held with that uh, even higher respect, right? We are seen as being in covenant with Christ, but then also in covenant with the local church. Yeah. Yeah. All those things are good. So the question is, do we water it down or do we, what was the... uh, Go through the motions. Yeah, go through the motions. Sometimes we do. Mm -hmm. How many people do you know that got baptized because somebody else got baptized? You know? I've even, I mean, like, I've actually been baptized twice. Same. You know, because I realized... How many times you've been baptized? Twice. Awesome. Because you you realize... Now, and I'm not even saying... And then I've grown to the aspect of, okay, did I really need to be baptized that second time? Right. Or do I really need to be baptized a third time? You know? And so it's like, the answer is, like... No, <laughs> you know, unless, you know, it was before you were a believer, those kind of things. You want to make sure that stuff is in order. However, you do you do need to know and find confidence in the fact that it is not salvationally important. It shouldn't like, um, yeah, um, you know, if you're too old to really remember a whole bunch or did I, man, did I do it at the right time? Did I, you know, all of these things. Um, that it's not salvationally important. It is important. God has called us to do it, um, but He won't, you know, as we enter into His kingdom, we won't have to, like, you know, answer for our baptism and know, like, the date and the time. How long were you under? You know, what what did you, what was said when you did this, all this stuff. Uh, there was, this was sometime last year, uh, somebody in the, one of the priests of the Catholic Church um, had basically been saying, uh, you know, Jesus says, baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, and basically, he had done something. You can find the article. It says something like, uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit with the church, or something like that. 
every single baptism he would do, he would say it wrongly. Wasn't that long ago? It wasn't that long ago. And they nixed all of those baptisms and said, "You have to be, you have to be baptized because you were not baptized properly." We were talking about earlier. It is only by immersion. What if I'm like remote and there's only so much water in the creek and it's not enough to cover my full body? You know, like all of those things, like we, we, you know, or just don't get legal, right? Yes. Or, Hey, there's a dying, you know, woman in the, in the hospital and you know, we're, we're, she's just become a believer. Hey, we got to get her out of that bed and go baptize her. Like those things are like, Mm -hmm. that's not God's heart or intention for baptism. Yeah. Because in some denominations, they believe that once you are saved, like they take you immediately. If you get saved in the middle of the night, they're like, well, we got to go baptize you right now. Because if you were to die before you wake in the morning, before we can baptize you, you wouldn't go to heaven. They're reading. There's a passage in Acts that says, you know, how do I, how do I be saved? And it's, uh, uh, repent and be baptized, and and so people take that out of the context of the scripture as a whole, and 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 just hold to that and believe that salvation hinges on baptism, and and we know it doesn't. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of places in the Bible, you know, the you thief read. on the cross. There's yeah. there's there's a ton of places that show that you know it is only by faith in Christ that we're saved and nothing else. Yeah, if you go read the book of Romans, it's made very clear that mm-hmm. salvation comes by grace alone, right? Uh through faith alone. That's Ephesians mm-hmm. 2 uh 13, right? And so uh we see that baptism does not yeah. have any salvific meaning. That's right. So That's right. So so give us give us some takeaways. What what do you guys think are maybe some takeaways to remember in light of this to to encourage us or even make us like critical or what, what do we need to do? Yeah, I think the first thing is is we need to make sure we do put a proper uh, emphasis on baptism, right? Because it is an important uh, a covenantal uh, thing of the church, right, and of yeah. the new believer. And so just like anything, you know, it can be watered down. But it goes for, for baptism. It goes for the Lord's Supper. It goes for the singing of worship songs on Sunday mornings and for the listening of the preaching, all these things can become watered down and, and unimportant to us if we don't take the time uh-huh. to reflect on them and to think about the importance of them. So the the first hope is, is that we will actually reflect on uh, baptism, the importance of it. When we watch someone get baptized into our local church, it should be a time of, of reflection mm-hmm. and thanksgiving. Lord, thank you for saving this soul and for bringing another person into the family of Christ, yeah, into the universal so church, into our local mm-hmm. body as well. Yeah, so. yeah um, <clears throat> I'm just going to hit off, uh, kind of, uh, I guess, piggy, piggyback off what you just said. I, I think... It's a for me personally. I sit there in the congregation when I watch somebody get baptized. It almost brings me to tears because I'm mm-hmm. like, man, like I know how good it feels when you come out of that water. Mm-hmm. You literally think about Jesus and how you know God, the Father, looked at him as like, I'm so pleased with you. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. Like that's a big yeah. deal. So we should not mm-hmm. ever take something and be like, oh, you know, like the Lord's Supper, which we'll talk about next time. But don't take it lightly. It's it's a very mm-hmm. we should throw a party every time it happens. Um, because again, you're, you're mm-hmm. baptizing yourself into the church, uh, people who love you, mm-hmm. uh, if you're going to the right church, you know, um, we talked about that last week, it's the body, mm-hmm. but uh, no, I, I think, you know, just refresh every time, every Sunday, mm-hmm. use it as a, a restart to the week. And, uh, especially with baptism, just appreciate how good it is. If, if Jesus, if it's good enough for Jesus, it mm-hmm. ought to be good enough for us every time yeah, we see that's it. That's good. That's good. Oh, there's this there's there's some churches where they kind of like end with a with a it's called a benediction kind of like all right now go in peace, and so when they do baptisms a lot of times they'll say remember you now church you 
you remember your baptism. I was reading an article just a little bit ago uh, that was saying uh, there he was he was at this one church and the pastor after he got done baptism he put his hands in the water and threw water out into the congregation. He said, "Now you remember your baptism." Mm. You know, the somebody else's baptism ought to remind us of our own. This 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 a refresh kind of what Jason was saying of being emotional, thinking about what they're doing and, and remembering ours. Um, we know that baptism doesn't save us, but it certainly can remind us that at least at one time I remember when the Lord was working in my heart, and God can use that to draw us back mm-hmm. uh, when we're doubting, when we're confused, when we're unsure. He can he can use those memories to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So maybe to close today, I would like to read uh, Romans six three through five or three through four. Mm-hmm. Says this: Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? Mm-hmm. We were buried together with Him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father we too might walk in newness of Mm -hmm. life. So the encouragement today is to remember your baptism, to remember the significance of it, and then to walk Mm -hmm. in the newness of life that you have Mm -hmm. been given by by Christ or being in Christ, right? Uh, Andrew used this analogy in a sermon a few weeks ago. He talked about, uh, we were actually in Ephesians at the time, and he said, like, you have been made new. It would it would be like you having a car that the engine blows up and doesn't run anymore, and you getting a brand new 2023, whatever your dream car is, and you going back and getting the driver's seat of your old car every day and trying to drive it to school. Like that would be foolish, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing, even even more in a greater scale, is is man, you have been baptized into Jesus. You have been through salvation. You have been given a new heart and a new life. Um, and that is signified and shown through baptism. Mm-hmm. So, man, walk in the newness of life that you have in Christ. Wow, that's good. Well, hey, believe, be baptized, remember your baptism. Hey, share the truth of what baptism actually means. Let your baptism remind you of Jesus' baptism and challenge you to you know to help other people. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, cool. Well, um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Don't forget to go fill out our poll on Instagram because we want to make sure that we have the right way to do Mm -hmm. Christmas gifts. Um, Am I doing it the right way? Is Brittany's family doing it the right way? Or Andrew or Jason, they all do it the same way. So it seems like I'm outnumbered here. I'm doing it the right way. Which then by nature, since Jason's doing it the right way, my way is his way, and Brittany's way is their way, then that means we are as well. Well, we're going to see what the, the it's listeners... It's officially 8 to 1 now. No, we're going to see what the listeners have to say. Well, because in this room, Meatloaf said it best, 2 out of 3 ain't bad. 2 out of 3, certainly not bad. No. And I'm, I'm okay to admit I'm wrong, but we want to hear from you guys, so go fill mm, out the poll. Thing with you. <laughs> go fill out the poll, uh, and you can find that poll at the uh, the sm on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And then at uh, Pursuit under, nope, under, under, wow. I can't even remember my own Instagram handle. RRBC underscore Pursuit. Nope, Pursuit underscore RRBC. Goodness. So for the the record. Just call the church office. Go ahead and say it one more time. Pursuit underscore RRBC. Dot org. No, this is the Instagram (laughs) handle. (laughs) Go find us on Instagram and fill it out. Who's confused? See you guys next week. Love y'all. Whatever. Bye. Peace. You've been listening to the Pursuing the Rock podcast. If you would like to know more, you can check us out at therocksm.org or on Instagram at pursuit underscore RRBC.